Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about and we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and it is Church, episode 16, and today we are going to talk about the past. Now, I never know what I'm going to do a show about until the day of the show, because there's so much drama and just massive things happening in the universe and in the world each day that, you know, I don't want to get online and become insensitive and then not discuss a mass shooting or a school shooting or a kidnapping or what's going on with ICE and be insensitive and make a joke or say something. So a lot of times my thought process on making these shows is more purposeful because Sunday show is really more about healing, getting out that cleansing and just giving you tools to start your week off the right way so you're not bringing all that drama into your new week. Whether it's a full moon, not a full moon, it doesn't matter. I do magic every single day of the week, not in the sense that you're thinking, but you don't need to wait on a phase of moon to do what's right. So I went to an open house today because I'm starting to have some epiphanies in my own life, and that's due to the fact that I'm healing. So we talked about vibrations, and people always say this term, and I don't agree with it. We do attract what we want. And we also attract what we need into our lives. That's absolutely true. But we also attract people that come to hurt us, right? So there was this misconception going around that if you're a healer, and I consider myself a healer, but not in the way of like I'm going to put hands on you or anything like that or I'm prescribing you things. I think of a healer in a way of I'm everybody's auntie, right? So I'm the person that's going to tell you the truth maybe when you don't want to hear it. And the truth Really, if you think about everything that's going on in the Catholic diocese and in all these churches with certain things of homosexuality coming out and molesting kids, the truth is what is setting people free. So even the priests that were committing the acts, the truth of it is, okay, if perhaps you were allowed to marry or if you didn't have to be so stringent or if you truly believed in what was being written in the Bible, you wouldn't have touched them damn kids. You wouldn't have. Okay, and you can go back as far as the 16 and 1700s, I believe, Pope Borgia, and y'all know I'm obsessed with the Borgias and anything that has to do with king and queen speak, but the Borgia, Pope Borgia, Rodrigo Borgia, uh, they called him the bull, uh, I believe he was the last pope 
that was allowed children, a marriage, a wife, uh, his baby's mama basically was a Cortesian, which is a nice way of saying a hoe. She was somebody that, that dated, so his children, Cesare. So when y'all talk about the depiction of Jesus Christ, let me just link this all together for you. They talk about that that depiction is actually Cesare Borgia, who's what a lot of people don't know is Cesare Borgia is the son, the quote-unquote illegitimate son of the Pope's children, uh, uh, Borgia's children were illegitimate uh, That was his son So Cesare Borgia Who is what people say is depicted as Jesus His father was Pope Rodrigo Borgia So Lucrezia Borgia actually died on my birthday She is the reason that So you see all this phenomenon with charcoal Going on charcoal for your tea Charcoal for you know to reverse Charcoal Narcan same thing right it was Lucrezia Borgia that actually um, came up with this concoction to counter poison when her father was poisoned the first time when she was in her early 20s or late teens. So to get back to the healing portion of the past. So I'm a healer in the sense of I want people to recognize their ugly truths because in my own, like you don't think that I have to sit here and squalor and, and, agony thinking about the truth about the matter of why I did some things and who I was doing them with or what I did to myself, I have to live with that. And I, I can't heal past that until I confront that truth. That is just a very important step. You can't cheat the game. In no game of healing, money, anything, you can't cheat the game. The game knows how much time you've invested in something. And it would appear that some people are just, oh, they're just lucky. And No, you don't know what they've manifested to get what they have or how long it took. So today I decided I wanted to go to this open house because I've made some decisions of my own. I already am a homeowner a couple times over. But... I'm very fortunate in that. And so in my mind, I have this image since I was a little girl of where I wanted to live, what I wanted it to look like, and I actually posted a picture of that, of where I wanted to live. That house is no longer suitable for what my needs are right now, what I'm trying to do with a teenage son, son and all that. So I bought this other house thinking that that's what, you know what I mean, I wanted, and now I'm looking at it more as an investment property because my dreams have changed, Right. But in part, part of that is me confronting my past. So I grew up on the streets where I bought the homes. And um, I was out this weekend with some young ladies that I work with, and it was just on my bucket list of things to do, just to go back and revisit the strip for which I used to hang out at when I was a kid. And here it's called Highland Avenue. Very ghetto, very hood. But it gives you that Compton, Slauson, you know, it's the strip. It gives you that Detroit, downtown over there by Belle Isle vibe. Like, you know, cars are posted up. People are, you know, it's just, it is what it is. There's probably going to be some fights, some weed smoking, you know, some drinking, whatever. So we went to this spot called the Red House. Now, what people don't know is I grew up in the hood. So don't let the, the light skin and the hair fool you. We was real scrappy when we was kids. We, you know what I mean? Like we grew up in this. So I told you, and I mentioned this in my book, Staying Your Lay in a Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle, that I didn't even know that we were poor until I got to college. I just thought everybody lived like this. So even though I spent my summers in Pennsylvania, spent my summers in Pittsburgh with my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents, I just, and they, you know, had a level of opulence and wealth. It was just a little bit more freedom. I didn't know we were poor. 
so I'm standing on Highland, and I'm looking at all these things. It was a phenomenal weekend. MC Hammer came to town, and I got to, you know, dress up. And it's funny because the items that I wore from the past were actually items that I already had in my closet. So everyone's out scrambling to buy stuff from the 90s because newsflash, the 90s is now considered vintage wear. So all my clothes are vintage now from the 90s. What a, what a shocker. And thankfully, they all still fit. So I'm out on the strip, and these girls are like, oh, you don't got to worry about nothing. I said, well, honey, I wasn't worried about anything anyway. I grew up here in my neighborhood. Then I realized that it's not. And I have to think about a quote that Master P said right after Nip Hustle's uh, death, which happy birthday to Nipsey Hussle. We finally received our items from the Marathon Clothing Store. Nipsey Hussle died on my son's birthday um, in March, and we received our items from the Marathon Store on Nip's birthday. So I just, I'm always looking for the affirmation in things, and we'll get to that in a minute um, about some murals that are going on in the city. So anyways, I'm sitting there, and I, I remember this quote from Master P when he was like, listen, I'm from the hood, you know, Louisiana, New Orleans, whatever, and he's like, but I don't live to the hood. I go back to the hood, I give back to the hood, but I don't live there anymore. He said, because motherfuckers don't know how to act, right? And so you start to get to an age where a lot of things probably didn't happen to me as a child because people, oh, you Mark's daughter, oh, you Sherry's daughter, or you so-and-so's cousin, Right? So my family's reputation spoke for itself, so I never really was bothered or had to worry about anything. And um, now it's not like this. You know, I'm not saying that crack didn't do the same thing in the 80s and 90s that these pills are doing to these people here in the 2000s, but it's bad, you know. And I don't want my son being in a situation where somebody jacks my son and now we have to reactivate the past. Now, you could get jacked. In a, in a suburban neighborhood, you can get jacked anywhere. That's just what's going to happen. It's going to happen. But part of being a healer, you have to understand as well, is that people are attracted to you for what you could do for them, right? So, and that sounds messed up to say, but I'm going to tell you why. You have to say it this way. So I ran into this dude, and I had did some work with him because I'd sit on some seats and some councils and things like that. And I remember we tried to help him. We come to find out he was doing stuff he ain't had no business doing, scamming and doing stuff like that. So your character and your spirit isn't resonating right with mine. So I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I barely speak to you because not that you scare me, but I feel like you would be desperate enough to try me, and then we're going to have a party. We're going to have a big old party of chaos, and you won't win. So, you know, I see this gentleman while we're out and about, and then, like, it got to the point where he, like, pulled up in front of, like, where I was at and just, like, followed me around. And I'm like, bruh, so now my PTSD is being activated. Get the fuck away from me, right? What are you doing and what do you want? So as a healer, you have to understand it's not like I'm laying hands on people and letting them fall out like Peter Popoff and these you know, people on TV, but there might be something that I say that's going to change the way that you think or do things. That's the power, right? So in, in response to that, right, as a person that you might feel your auntie now or you're a healer, if you feel like your words or your gift is not going to be manifested properly or you're not going to get through to that person, do not have a conversation with them. Do not have an exchange with them. If I feel like anything that I say or do is not going to affect you in a positive way, I'm not going to talk to you. 
because the past is the past. It has already happened. I need to heal past it. And in order for me to heal past the fact that you ragged me, you know how bad it upsets me to see black and brown people given opportunities and they squander them or given freedom. Because y'all know that a lot of us came over here and we wasn't free, right? So you are free to do whatever you want to do 24 hours a day, and this is how you choose to move. And a lot of that, I can't respect it, right? When you're in your teens and your 20s and you want to sell drugs and you're trying to get $8 to do something, you do know that drug dealers had a goal. They had a goal of a set amount of money that was reasonable. And usually as you're older, you look back and the number was so low. Now, I never sold drugs, but I knew people that did. They had a goal and they got out. Or they had a goal and they kept a job. They did whatever they needed to do, and that money was like they side hustle, literally. So it upsets me to see people going to jail for what? A buy here, pay here car with a high-ass interest rate? Some, some clothes out the mall? Like, is that, that, that's, that's what you did this for? You wasn't hustling out of it. It's the same conversation that I have with dancers, with strippers. What is it that you are trying to buy? Because I respect the culture and I respect the game. But you have to have a goal. What is your goal? What was it you was trying to do, Ma? What you trying to do? Well, I got to go to college. Get a student loan. Stop fucking playing with me. Get a student loan like the rest of America. Okay? If you coming to me and you telling me somebody in your family leukemia treatments or brain surgeries and things like that, and there's an amount of money and all this other stuff, cool. If you coming to me and you tell me, yo, I'm young, I'm beautiful, I'm going to go shake my ass until I can get this money, I'm going to get this. But don't come to me and tell me that you're doing this because you want to buy a car. Don't come to me. You cannot cheat the game. You can't. Because then that past is going to come forward, and at some point, you're going to be broke. Because you mismanaged money, it came too quick. You can't cheat the game. Everything is in cycles. And we were just talking about this the other day, that my cycles are usually seven years. So I'm on an upswing right now. But I've been in the depths, okay? So when we're talking about the past, you have to acknowledge certain things that no longer serve you whether it's your house. We, you know, I went to an open house today, and this woman's house, where, for where it was, beautiful, perfectly priced, I literally wouldn't have done anything to it but changed the closet doors. That, that's how impeccable the house was, okay? I could have added a pool and some things like that to really make it a perfect palace, but, but there was something about the house when I walked in. I was like, eh, I don't, you know. Not, you know, 100% me. I could definitely see myself there. But it was a well-lived-in house, okay? She had something in every nook and cranny, everything throughout the house, all the way out to the back patio furniture was the color scheme, down to her KitchenAid mixer in the kitchen, okay? And then I thought to myself, and then when I saw the pictures in the house, I knew who the lady was. She's an older woman. And um, they said she wanted something smaller. You know, she wanted something this, she wanted something that. And so at what point in your life do you realize that you are abundant and that you are content and that now it's time to move forward to the next level? Downsizing doesn't mean going backwards. Downsizing means on some level I cheated the game, and now I need to go sit my raggedy ass down, take an L for a year or two. In this woman's case, she's not taking an L. She's going to sell her house for probably three times what she bought for. What she bought it for? She's had it for years. 
the beautiful home was built in 1900, okay? And she's going to go live in something that's more comfortable for her because it suits her for right now. That big old house doesn't suit her anymore. So at what point do we let go of things while we can still maintain it? Maintain your dignity. Maintain everything that you can while everything is intact. And then on the flip side, before I saw this house, I went to another house. Now, I already knew the house was going to be towed up because the area it is in is so reminiscent of those houses that you see in Hollywood Hills, but it was like on the river. Just, I mean, just gorgeous. Really, really, if I was really being funny, it, it, it looks like some Malibu-type stuff, okay, water in your backyard, everything. And I knew at that price point that that house was tore up, and I love a brick house. So I go and I bring my girlfriend. The house needed, so the house was selling for a six-figure amount, very low. And the amount of work that was going to need to be put into the house was equal to the selling price. And I walked through this house, and you could feel the grandeur. You could feel that someone loved this house, that there was an addition put on the house, that it was sitting on a corner lot in a, on a half an acre. It was just around the corner from the water. Like, it was just in its splendor. I bet it was the bee's knees. Not now. You have rooms that don't make sense. The kitchen hadn't been updated. You know, someone loved this house. And it has been unloved for a long time. And so on my page, on my Instagram page, at miss.d.scott, on Instagram, I had posted a picture, what, what I found in one of the bedrooms upstairs, and it was, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine, you make me happy when the skies are gray. That was written on the wall. Like, just like, you know, painted on the wall, like on one of the, the boards. And that struck me because I was just like, this house is like me, right? So... People are trampling on it. People are walking through here, taking pictures, figuring out what they need to do to get it back and if it's worth the investment, right? Because that's what we do to each other as humans, right? Do I really want to invest my time in you? See, my bout of celibacy is not because there's a lack of dick. There is never going to be a shortage of dick, not even good dick, because I've never even really had any subpar dick. I've all been excellent. I, I appreciate you for that. However, the men I'm talking about, however, at some point I said, I can't, you know, ladies, I want you to break something down because I want you to understand something. So I don't get my hair done. I don't get my nails done. I get them done a couple times a year. And it's really because I'm lazy and I don't feel like sitting in a salon because I'd rather be asleep or I'd rather be writing something or editing something or catching up on something or reading something. doesn't mean I'm better. It just means my mind frame. I have so many things to do, Right. Because I start so many businesses, I start so many things, I have to maintain them, I have to finish them. So if I had to pay $30 every two weeks to get my nails or feet done, and I'm thinking it's more than that, if I had to pay $30 every two weeks to get a blowout and to do all these things, right, I don't even want to do my own hair. I wash and go. That's why I cut it all off, I dyed it, and y'all know my hair was down to my waist in real life, curls, full curls, blonde, everything. I cut it all off. It's taking me too much time. Anything that takes me too much time, I have to get cut off. Man, woman, anything. Hair, okay? So I, I'm sitting in this house, and I'm looking at just how wonderful this house was, and the house was in foreclosure, right? So somebody either passed away or didn't maintain it, because to get into this area, like, you're, you didn't just, like, these homes are old and these homes are passed down. You rarely see 
a house in this particular neighborhood on sale. You don't see it. So, and if it is, it's snatched up. So I watched people leave this house and just like shaking their head, like, oh, it's too much work and this, this, and this. I'm thinking to myself, like, how many times have like dudes have done that to me? Maybe like, oh, nah, she's too much work. Because I didn't take the time to maintain or to heal. You know, I had a piece of weave in my hair the other day. You couldn't tell me nothing. Now, I know, I know why y'all get your hair done because you feel like another person. You feel amazing. But that girl that wore that weave, me, the ponytail all the way down to my side to the hammer party, MC hammer party, and all the other stuff, that's not really who I am. I don't want the first thing you see on me to be, oh, wow, her hair and makeup is impeccably done. I want to look raggedy so that when I do go throw something on when it's time, then y'all understand I've been holding back this whole time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I maintain just enough that I'm all right, right? And then when it's time to go throw something on, I do. We invest so much time in what looks nice, and we're not maintained on the inside, right? And so imagine, see, see so I'm kind of like a foreclosed house is how I was looking at myself, and I think that's why I became so emotional in that house is because you could tell that somebody at some point loved the hell out that house. I mean, it was, you could tell it was custom built, everything. But then at some point somebody passed or somebody just lost the money. And what did I just post on my page the other day? I said, my relationships in real life fail because of the maintenance phase. If I'm the person that's showing up with my tools every day, putting in the work, and you're not putting any work into me because I'm fucked up too, right, then this isn't going to work. If you started out fronting and trying to go and take me here and take me there and do all these other things instead of saying, you know what, babe, why don't we just chill? And it's not about financial. But I posted today about bum residue. Being a bum is not 100% about your financials. Being a bum is sitting there thinking that you could cheat the game. You are a bum-ass broad or a bum-ass Negro. If you think that you could just go out here and do whatever you want, right, not get caught out here hoeing for no reason. Some of y'all are giving away pussy for free for no reason. Pussy should never be free. It should never, ever be free. Because if you're not going to give me your last name and half, then what is the point? You're going to have to invest in me some way because I know what I can bring to you, right? I have dated men that just really – and then listen, I've dated men that all they did was just get up and went to work, and that's all they did. They didn't want to do nothing else. And that is also unattractive and bummy to me. So you don't, you don't want to do no community activities. You don't want to volunteer nowhere. You don't want to work in an animal shelter. Like, you don't want to do nothing. You just want to get up and exist. And so in order for you to be this molecular, solar, lunar being and to vibrate at your highest, I get more – enjoyment out of doing for others, especially children. That's my thing. That's my weakness, children and small animals, okay? Um, and I'm always going to be blessed for that. You know, I was doing a lot of complaining this week because I had to chop out a lot because, you know, school is starting and things are happening and, you know, I have family members that need stuff and I need stuff and I'm trying to get certain things renovated and I'm doing all these projects. So I really – honestly just don't have time. It's not even the money. Like I'm in a financial place where I'm okay, but I don't have the time. So just think about if you really thought that you was that bad broad and that you was just cold as you think you are, you're not going to max spending $200 on all that shit. You're not doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. It, I, I get it that that's your thing and that, that might make you feel good. 
But if all the other areas in your life aren't made up as your faces, you might want to just take a minute to invest in that. Not everybody needs to be a homeowner. In some cities, it's cheaper to rent. Like if I lived in L.A., I don't know that I would want to spend $1.2 million on a one-bedroom. I, I don't think I would do that. I ain't got it. I'm poor. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're going to have to rent. But in the city that I live in and the surrounding areas, there's no reason that 90% of us shouldn't be homeowners. None. Other than you can't keep a job past two years, your income won't allow it, and you're not paying attention to your credit and everything else that you need to be doing. These are maintenance things. So I came to this epiphany today, and I actually said it out loud, which I'm very scared to do because now everything that I say is starting to manifest so quick that I don't even have a chance. Like, I cannot make this up. Like, when I – listen, I was in a situation last night. We had a surplus of money at my job, and I had to get rid of it, okay? I can't make this up when I tell you somebody came in, bought up what we needed, and everything was perfect the way it was sitting. No sooner did I say, like, we got to get rid of, like, $900 out of here. We got to, you know, get, get rid of this because this is too much in this particular setting where we were at to have on hand. So I said it out loud today that, you know what, I think the house that I bought was my dream at the time. But I'm allowed to wake up from that dream because that was in the past. We're not there anymore. And so the things that I used to think were luxurious and were fabulous and were must-haves, I don't think that no more. I'm thinking bigger than that. And so spirit doesn't care, you know, that it's too big. But see, one thing about me, I never skip steps, right? So first let's be a homeowner, and then let's see what she does with this home. And then from there we're going to take her and then show her that that's maybe really not what she wanted. She fulfilled a fantasy. She fulfilled a dream. My dream is not to own a $200,000 Mercedes-Benz truck. It's not. It's not. I, I really like something that's probably about a quarter of that price, Okay doesn't mean that I won't have a Mercedes-Benz truck. doesn't mean if somebody buys it from me, I won't take it. It's just that's not my dream. My dream is not to get things and shit on y'all. That is not my dream. It's not. And so if that's your dream is to get cars, and that's what I was seeing when I was on Highland, and that's quite normal when you're young. But a lot of us didn't make it out of our youth because we were killed on that same street that I was at chilling. You know, and then you start to see the audaciousness of people and understand it's almost probably time to move up out this neighborhood.
All right. Hey, y'all. So there was like a little disconnection, and y'all will start to see stuff like that happening as well when you are on a path of trying to tell the truth. Certain things that you have no control of will start happening. So as I was saying, you know, I was standing out on the set, and I didn't feel any type of confusion. I wasn't scared. These are my people, whatever. But then you start to realize that the conversations are different, you know, the things that people are impressed by are different. And then you realize, like, you know what, I'm an old head right now. You know, I'm an I'm a OG right now. I shouldn't be out here right now. But, but, but you have to do stuff like that because it boosts the morale of the people that you work with, the people that you're around, and the people that you're servicing because those are the people that need your help the most. But there's nothing wrong with me living somewhere else and then reaching my hand back into my community for help and to help those people, just just for their mindset. And it's crazy because nobody disrespected me. Nobody came at me crazy. I have a lot of respect in my neighborhood because they see me as a visible thing. And so when I think about the past, I think about we're here now. Everything I ever said that I wanted by this age, I've surpassed that. You could have never told me I would write six books. You could have never told me I was going to have a podcast. You could have never told me that my son was going to be as brilliant as he is and handsome. You could have never told me that I wasn't going to still be married. You could have never told me that I wasn't going to have a daughter. You could have never told me any of these things, right? And here I am. And now I'm big mama because my mama's gone. Both my grandmothers are gone, right? And I'm the only person in this town that, you know, for my family's sake, you know, So I'm just thankful that I'm able to see the lessons and and to stop living on memories. You know, you see, I I used to have a joke, and I used to say, as a friend, don't let me be the old broad in the club doing the dirty wine to Shabba Ranks with some gold L.A. gears on, and y'all don't pull me to the side like, bitch, it's over. Like, don't do this. You know, we're supposed to be doing certain things. And listen, you do whatever you need to do at your own pace, but just know, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot cheat the hustle, you can't cheat the game. You have to take at least one year off of pimping, hoeing, <laughs> doing whatever it is that you're doing that you know ain't right, and go sit your ass down somewhere and get yourself together. You know, well, let me see what my credit looking like. You know, let me see what it is I'm trying to do, because if you're not – constantly setting goals for yourself, that's how you end up in foreclosure and bankruptcy in your own spirit. Your foreclosure might just come because you couldn't maintain. I have never wanted to put myself in a position of something that I couldn't maintain. You know, I never wanted to do that. I didn't watch my mama do that. I didn't see nobody in my family really living outside their means. Now, when I moved to Florida, not that Florida is the capital of frontiness, because that's really technically Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta, when we had the housing crisis back in 2005, 2006, 2007, a lot of the loans that got foreclosed on were in Atlanta because people were having fake pay stubs, fake receipts, things like that, making it seem like they made more money to qualify to get the house, make the income off because they're friends with the realtor. A lot of scamming going on. But I know a lot of people that went to jail behind that too. That's federal. Anytime you deal with anything that got to do with the mail, bank, wires, things like that, that's all federal. You're going to jail. You can't cheat the game. You know, you got old girl, the Claremont sister, beautiful girl. Listen, get your paper. Young woman, get paid. However, you can't steal stuff from dead people, not call and say that he dead, and then be on, on a text message talking about $400 for some, you know, if, if he wanted to, to have some ass. That's why you're going to jail for a year, because you took that man's money and you spent it. 
I don't condone that. You know, and then there's another thing, you know, somebody said, oh, you told so-and-so to take me for everything I got. I said, I tell all young women, get whatever you can get from whoever you can get it from. But just make sure that everything has a consequence and everything has a price. So if you're not willing to pay the price, don't deal with that person, right? I go to lunch, brunch, and do all types of stuff with people that are in very influential positions. They None of them never touched me. Because I think that they're also in understanding that if I try to holler at her, if I try to touch her, knowing what I know about her on an intellectual level, she's going to bankrupt me because I am. I'm not asking, listen, I don't even want nothing no more. Can you buy me some land? Like, can you get me the 40 acres and the mule? Forget what they could do. Can you do it? And it's not about financials. It's about this is an investment. If you're not going to invest in me, I can't invest any time in you. And so, unfortunately, that is why I don't date. Now, if I was in D.C., my girlfriend told me the other day, Denise, you're single because you live where you live. Nah, I'm single because I'm not concerned. Okay, dick is free in all 50 states, but pussy should not be. And, and when you girls start realizing, yes, you're supposed to go through your whole stroll stage when you're in your 20s and all that other stuff. Or if you got married when you were young, you're going to go, take your whole stroll, whether you're in your marriage or not, male and female. So it's just a matter of finding when and where you fit into somebody's life. It's not about taming. It's about timing. Oh, how did she get him to settle down? Maybe she didn't. you just seeing the pictures on the Internet. Maybe he's still a hoe. And we don't know. Maybe she's still at home. We don't know. But your past is limiting you from being able to heal past that. You should not be stripping for 10 years. You should not be selling drugs for 10 years. You should not be hoeing for 10 years and you don't have nothing to show for it. If all you got to show for it is a closet full of clothes and cheap sneakers and stuff that ain't, you know what I mean? Then really you did it for that? That's what you was sucking all them dick? That's what you was doing that for? I'd rather just get the money myself and just just snail mail my way into my riches and into whatever it is I want and know that nobody can come in here and take nothing from me, and I got insurance, okay? You have to let go of the past and images of what you thought it would be, what you thought it should be. If you are doing the same thing for a year, and I've told you all this before, if you got to sleep with three different women to have a place to live, sir, you a bum. As a woman, your pussy not that good if you got to sleep with three different dudes to get one bill paid or to get one thing done. I don't even ask dudes to pay my bills. They don't, that's not what I'm saying to you. But y'all are out here doing it, so I'm just telling you what I wouldn't be doing. If I pay my that's why my mouth's so smart. That's why, that's why they be all trying to fight me because I really don't need you for nothing. What, what you going to do? Some of you bras can't even get smart with your man or check him on when he's not being right because you would be a pedestrian if you did such. Some of y'all can't get smart with your lady because you will be homeless and not have nothing to eat. That's how y'all want to live? That's what we're doing in 2019, being bums and scavengers? <laughs> you know? I was always, I will give my mother that. I was always trying to have my own. I didn't, we didn't live off the system. Thank, you know, thank God. Shout out to the people that do. But you should even be using your welfare pass, your, your stamps, whatever it is, to move forward. Because there's going to be a time you're going to have to pay real groceries, especially with the people that's in office right now. You know how poor you would be if you look. I would have a lot of money too if I didn't have to spend five, six, seven hundred dollars a month on groceries. I would too. However, we're going to get back into the past next week. We're going to talk about shattering memories, shattering myths, and moving forward. But one of my favorite memories from back in the day and from being on set this weekend was um, there was a song, and Chill Will used to play this song, and DJ Greg Nice used to play this song, and 3M's There Was a Mirror. Like, in every house I ever was in, we used to always say this is the 3M's Mirror. That's how iconic this place was, and then it ended up, one of my homeboys ended up buying the place, 
And so now it's closed because there's been too many murders. But there is a song called Wish I Could Find Another. It's the Jeep Mix by LaRue. And this is a blast from the past. This is what I choose to remember and choose to move forward from. And I'm thankful. I should never let love I love you so, but now that- 